1: So we're doing a solo episode today because I feel like sometimes it's nice to take a breath. I feel like I want to like open, a well, kind of like open a portal of com- like communication between me and you guys that is like separate of the guests that we have on the show because while I love having guests on all the time, I also feel like I want to share the things that I'm working on and kind of the entrepreneurial journey that I'm going through and also just some thoughts and and random ramblings I'm having that also like help inform the show that you guys are listening to. So I know that Christiana and I just bantered for a while. We'll continue to do that. But just wanted to preface, she's in the room. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Hi. She has to listen to all my unedited episodes. What <laughs> a savage job. <laughs> what a savage job. Usually when I do solo episodes, I'm sitting in my second bedroom in my apartment, the lights are like off because I'm scared. And I'm just sitting there talking to myself. And a lot of the times I'm like, wait, no, this isn't working. Like, Olivia, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what are you saying? And sometimes I forget that Christiana gets to listen to all of that.
0: I truly love that is my favorite thing is when hosts are like, just basically kind of playing in their room and a microphone is on. (laughs) Wait, the Bodhi audio that I sent you oh was my going, God. You guys,
1: like two weeks ago, I was sitting on my couch and I was recording a, a partnership that we had and Bodhi, my dog, gets into the toy pen and he knows. He knows when I'm recording now. It's really cute. But I think he felt a little bit rebellious and he went to like go get a squeaky toy or something like that. I think he was like making a noise. And I was like halfway through the ad and I forgot to hit end. But all of a sudden... So like I yell at Bodhi, I freak out. I grab it from him and I'm like, no. And then I get really mad And at the end. I'm like, oh, I love you. It's okay. Like mommy's just recording a podcast. I look over at my phone and the whole audio is still on. You went through such a mother's journey. (laughs) It was
0: like a truly like she's halfway through this ad, like really giving the (laughs) podcast hostress voice of like, yes, here's where you can find this. Follow the link in the doobly do, Bodie. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm oh, I'm Bodie. I just, Bodie. I'm so sorry. Mommy has to go over our podcast. Like the switch was amazing. The <laughs> journey we went on, it was
1: truly phenomenal. Iconic. I have tears in my eyes.
0: What a I felt like he is.
1: that was really just me in a nutshell. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Bodhi is absolutely my prince. Um, He sits at my feet now and kind of like nestles his nose in my toes when I'm recording podcasts or recording ads. I genuinely think dogs have like a sixth sense. Like he knows when I'm recording. Yes. He like sits at the door. He knows. It's very cute.
0: He's I don't know. He's just got it seems like he's using his cuteness to give (laughs) himself runway
1: to commit more mischief, which I relate with.
0: I understand it.
1: But I do feel like he's really, he's a very mischievous dog. I don't know if any of you guys, we're about to get dog mom really quick, but like Bodie is really reactive and we're having a really hard time with it. And it's kind of sad because, you know, he's eight months old. He's a COVID puppy. So he's Mm -hmm. not like really acclimated to like the social of things. Mm -hmm. And when we're on walks, especially when he's on leash, if he sees a dog, he does this whole aggression thing that like if I was a person seeing that, I would think it's really scary. He's lunging and growling and barking. And it's not out of like the only reason he does it. If I let go of his leash, he would just run up to the dog and lick him and play. But because he can't like suss it out almost or like go see what's going on. He like gets aggressive or like gets protective, I would say it's more like.
0: And he's maybe like not used to non you people.
1: I think that too. I think he also just like hasn't learned how to like just be with dogs on his own yet, which Mm -hmm. is like something we're getting to. But it's also like it's like such a crazy experience as like a pet owners. I can't tell you guys how many judgmental looks I get Mm -hmm. of people being like control your dog or like they give me the most judging eyes being like you have the worst trained dog. And I'm like. He's with a trainer. He's eight months old. We are working on it. Like he is a puppy. He's been conscious for less than a year, less than a year. Like (laughs) give him a break. It's such been such a crazy experience. But yeah, if anybody listening right now is a dog mom and has a great trainer in LA or any tips on how to help with this reactive puppy, Olivia would really appreciate it because it's definitely like a crazy thing taking him on a walk every day. If I see someone across the street, I'm like, Hi, have a great day. I have a reactive dog. Can you walk the other direction? Like, can you go the other way? <laughs> so that's been mm-hmm. really, really wild and really interesting. But I'm really excited to be doing this today and be talking about random things like puppies and just kind of where I'm at because I feel like there was this awesome, I did a uh, Instagram live last week with Marjan Carlos, who if you guys don't know her, she's amazing. She's also a Christopher John Rogers mega fan like me. And she has this awesome Instagram show called Your Favorite Auntie. I haven't din- done IG live in so long. They kind of give me the same vibes as this solo episode that Christiana has wrote me into. I feel like it's just such a um like raw and honest way to have a conversation, which is like the same thing as an Instagram live. Like you are there, yes. people are watching. It's an hour long. Um, but she asked me this like amazing question. She was like, what's next? Like, what are you excited about? And for the first time in a really long time, I was like, no. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I just feel really like, I don't want to be that person in like 20 years that like looks back on this moment and is like, I don't remember it. You know what I mean? Like I was so constantly obsessed with like the hustle and like the next step and like what the next move is that I don't even like sit in a moment of like gratitude for where I am now. And that's something that I feel like I've had so many people ask me, like, how are you coping with right now? Like, what's the balance? Like, how are you like doing in this like weird semi not post pre COVID world, like whatever mishmash we're in right now? Like, where are you finding balance? And I like have been obsessively thinking about that, like instinctual response that came out of me that was like, no, I'm just like not going to think about what comes next because I feel like we have so many moving parts and so many things that like we don't know what's about to happen next that like, I think I just want to relish in the moment, whether that's like a personal thing or a professional thing. Like, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh my God, the five-year plan.
0: Oh God.
1: It hurts. Yeah. When no, people no ask me plans. what my, someone asked me once like, what's your least favorite question to like ask or or ask? And I was Bingo. like, what's your five-year plan? It's like, what? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing in, a month. Like listen, I've got plans through Sunday. That's what I've got. I've got plans through Sunday.
0: I'm I'm going to say I'm extremely not present. I really like I find it very difficult to be in the moment, particularly with all the like modern joys that we have, um such as Twitter. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm like Twitter is great at making me feel like very you're about to open present. up a portal. So finish your not present moment.
0: Here's my question: Like, what are you actually doing if you're if you're saying like I want to be better at being right here, right now? What does that actually look like for
1: you? Like, is that you and I both hate meditation? What are you I doing? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. No. Joe Holder is going to kill me, but Hard I can't pass. Um, keep a flag up for the Twitter portal because we need to get in there. Oh, we will. Um, okay, so. I started working with a life coach about two months ago. Cool. And I know this might sound crazy as an L.A. girl who grew up here and then moved to New York. I've never done therapy before. Mm, Um, And I know delicious. It's so off brand. I feel Mm -hmm. like so off brand. I just started last year. Yeah. You know, I feel like everybody in their own time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always just kind of like at the beat of my own drum. Mm -hmm. And then I became an adult and Mm -hmm. shit got weird
0: the drum started beating so fast.
1: Everything just happened really quickly. And I just I suddenly realized um, that I was insane. Um, so I was more inclined to work with a life coach versus a therapist because the type A person that I am was like, no, like I need someone to give me homework. Like I need next steps. Like I need like a trackable thing. And I've had a lot of friends that have told me great success with life coaches that have helped um, in that specific thing. So I did that because like you, I had and still am working through like the hardest time being present. My anxiety out of covid was like un it was it was something I can't even name or like recognize. Mm. And I noticed it in so many things. Like I had gone with Alex for his 30th birthday on a trip and every day I cried mm-hmm. because I was just like not out of like not nothing was like making me sad. Right. But I just was frustrated. I was like, I can't be present in this moment. I can't just unwind. Yes. And I'm gonna give myself a little pass and say like after the past year and a half, I think it's hard to find that moment, especially after like n- not vacationing or not having that like time and space. Like I was just like, shit, this feels really uncomfortable and I hate that I feel uncomfortable. And so it was after that, that I was like, you know, like I think I need a game plan. I don't want to talk, I don't need to like talk about my feelings for an hour. I want a game plan. Mm-hmm. So I started working with her And it's been an unbelievable experience. If you guys are listening right now and this is of interest to you, like please feel free to slide into my DMs and I'm really happy to point you in the right direction. Like obviously no guarantees of of things panning out, but I'm happy to help in any way I can. But I'm on my fourth session. It's, I think I get 12 just to kind of tackle the thing at hand. And it's been really great because the beginning we really assessed like who I am, what my morals and values are. And there was homework around that, around identifying the things most important to me. And based off of that, you build a conversation and a homework and a routine that fits those morals and like fits those values that like can just help you get through a day in the most like joyful, present way possible. So for me, I was having like journaling was impossible for me. Meditating, I can't even get to it. And so something she had me do a couple of weeks ago, and I know that you guys are going to be like, oh my God, this is all over Instagram. Stop talking about this. But I got a five-minute journal. I feel so crazy that I swear by it. Mm. Yeah, and this the is coming from like the anti-journaler. Can I tell you the why? The Grinch of journaling. The Grinch of journaling. <laughs> the Grinch of journaling. The journalist. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh uh-huh. um, I think that it's a really, really simple way, and it says this in the beginning of the book. And I think that like when people see the five-minute journal, they're like, eh, whatever but there is a prompt in the beginning that is backed by science Hmm. about the concept of turning everything into a positive and like building up, like training your brain to see things in an optimistic way. So like the prompts in there are, there's like a, a a daily quote at the top, which is always nice. Good read. Three things you woke up grateful for Mm -hmm. three things that would make today great Mm. an affirmation. And then at nighttime, before you go to bed, you say like three things that you loved about your day. Mm-hmm. My life coach challenged me to change that last bit to say three things you loved about yourself today as like a part of my, like I, that was a result of like my values that came up. I love that. So it's really like make it your own, which I love. And I don't know, I just think it's been a great way to wake up in the morning and immediately identify where your mind's at.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause like
1: how often, even in a workout, like that's hard for me to do, I'm not even focused. Yes. Like it's kind of distracting. Like. It's honestly an immediate way to be like, to just do a mental health check.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say the best thing for your mental health, they'll wake up. They're like, in the morning, I don't check my phone for an hour. Hell no. I'm like, hell no. I, I, people count on me. I can't do that. But if oh, I could, God, I no,
1: like, no. Also, like, I have a hard time with that. Like, I just lived in New York for 10 years. Like, waking mm-hmm. up three hours behind is, my demise. As somebody who likes to be ahead of the game, Yes, it is my torture. Mm-hmm. I sound insane right now, but it is truly my torture. I wake Ooh. up and I'm like, Twitter, news, WWD, yes. all the things. I'm like, what's going on in the world? I'm three hours behind. Catch me up. When
0: you're doing the journal in the morning, then are you doing that very first thing before you open your phone or do you open your phone first?
1: No, I like, I let myself open my phone. Okay. Like cool. I like Some people have it by their bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a morning person. I feel like if you You guys have been listening to the show for a long time, you know this. Mm -hmm. I like to like go take my dog out, make myself a cup of coffee, sit in my like sun drenched dining room, look up at the sky, do my, and have my little moment. Be alive for a second. Be alive for a second. Like Mm -hmm. I wanna like actually let my brain get to a point where I can like process the responses that I'm gonna give. But I don't know, it's just been so, so, so helpful. And like, I love that that one thing spurred a whole other conversation with my life coach about something like so minute in my life that like I didn't even notice and now we're like kind of unpacking that so it's just been like all those responses that come in are really helpful to like look back on and be like huh that's where my mind was at okay and also like it's really customizable if you want it to which is what I love that's really cool it's almost it's almost like
0: To some extent, you're shifting yourself from being a New York morning person to being a California morning person or a Los Angeles morning person in that like you're going to wake up and make yourself like be in the moment for a second.
1: Right. I mean, I think I'm also just like shifting my entire being from a New York person to an L.A. person. That's been really fun. You'll always be a New York girl. I'll always be a California girl. We'll be right back after a quick break. If there's one key principle I love to live by, it's never show up empty handed. Whether you're going to a friend's for dinner or housewarming or even just to say hi, I always think that bringing something goes a long way. I'm going to tell you guys about the instant crowd pleaser that I always bring, and it's a Penfolds bottle of wine. Penfolds is one of Australia's oldest and most iconic wineries. And over 20 years ago, they started exploring our gorgeous California soil with an ambition to create wines unrestricted by vine, border, or continent. Penfolds actually imported South Australian vines into America and planted them in California soil. So we get the best of both worlds. And today Penfolds has released its inaugural California collection made from Napa Valley and Californian grapes. And as a Californian, I am so excited to celebrate their four new red wines. I'm gonna tell you guys about my favorite one. It is the 2018 Bin 600 Cabernet Shiraz. This really is the ultimate thing to bring over anywhere you go. It is such a crowd pleaser. It's universally loved by everyone I share it with. And a fun fact about it is the vines that were actually imported from South Australia, the grapes from those vines are actually used in this blend, so you know you're drinking some incredible history right there. Penfold's California collection wines are made in Napa Valley, with Penfold's winemakers on the ground, in the cellars, and in the vineyards. I absolutely love this company and their commitment to making incredible wines, and I want you guys to discover it too. So to learn more, follow Penfolds on Instagram or head to Penfolds.com.
0: Hey there. Have you ever wanted to learn how to overcome your health challenges, level up in life, and become your best self? Want business, beauty, and bite-sized wellness tips from the best? My name is Tara Mackey, the best-selling author and entrepreneur who's here to help you live better on my show, Bold and Brilliant. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe so you don't miss a moment. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Tara A. Matthew or on Facebook at The Organic Life. Now let's get back to the show. Where do you eat when you're in New York? Where's your mind? Like, oh, I've got to stop
1: at X. Okay, so I love rubies Ooh. in Soho. It's Australian food. They have a burger that is like, mm. okay, it's like made perfectly. It's like a good medium rare. There's like a sweet chili oil on it. And their bread is like really crunchy, and it's just a good crunch. Like you crunch into that burger. Okay. And it's like you're sitting there and you're being like, oh my God, this is so damn good. And right now they have obviously phenomenal outdoor seating on Mulberry Street, which, like, weirdly in the past two years has become like the epicenter of Manhattan. So it's like, it was funny. I sat down with my best friend Griffin and he was like, this is so different than Brooklyn. Like there's people everywhere. Like, I don't know where to focus. Like, I can't look at you. There's so much going on. And it's honestly true. Like the people watching is ridiculous. You have like a May Leon Dore across the street and it's like sneaker kids in abundance everywhere. There's also like Ruby Rosa on that street and obviously Ruby's and like all these other great little shops, Mm -hmm. but it's like the Mecca for like, Kit people. I feel like tourists number one, because you're like on the cusp of little Italy. There's also so much like streetwear there now. It is literally Ooh. a circus. It's like the downtown Times Square at this point. <laughs> Got it.
0: Well, did you see like any one look in particular or any like one detail of somebody's outfit? You're like, oh, that's something I'm going to be taking back to LA with me mentally.
1: No, but someone did some say something to me that was phenomenal. I'm just going to make this about me. You know what I mean? Um, that's what we're here for. <laughs> the first time I went back to New York, I was wearing and I posted on Instagram. So if you guys are, can remember this, it was like a yellow two-piece. And it's from Christopher Esber. And I walked out of the car and this old woman was sitting having dinner and she was like, thank you. You are bringing it back. And I was like, I wasn't even like, I wasn't even thrilled that she had just complimented complimented the outfit. But the fact that she was like, you're bringing the energy back. I was like, absolutely. Hell yeah. I was like, that's what I'm here for. Like in LA, you don't get to strut your stuff down the street. It's not a thing here. Mm. Mm. I mean, depend, A little bit more casual. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like New York is such main character energy. You guys are crazy. We're crazy over there. (laughs) Maybe it's just because the bars stay open later. Your guys' outfits have to work longer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think it's that. I think that it's like, I think that it's like, you have, like, everybody is in such their own world. Like, you Mm -hmm. walk down the street and everyone's in their headphones and literally building a narrative of their own life in their Mm -hmm. heads as they're walking down the street. And so the main character energy is like, Oozing on the sidewalks. It's like, palpable. There was something that I love that was put on Twitter last week. Gigi Hadid put it up and she saw a girl walking down the street looking absolutely mm. phenomenal. Yes, I saw that. And she tweeted just her back. Yes. And she was like, I don't know who you are, but like, you are fucking phenomenal. And the girl saw it and obviously like reposted it and was like, if I was facing the right way, my life would have changed today. And Gigi's response was like, no, girl, you were facing the right way exactly where you were going. And she was just like posting her outfit. And I was like, that's what it's about. It's like you see people in main character energy all the time. That's such a good point. I'm sure you follow
0: um, watching New York on Instagram, right? All the phenomenal street style photos. Uh, Yes. I've just been I, I really, truly I will get in the trenches for LA. I love this city so much, but I've been humbled by that account.
1: Okay. Favorite thing you've seen on the internet in the past 24 hours.
0: Okay. I'm a huge
1: vaporwave freak.
0: Um, I love What's the
1: corner that? of YouTube. Okay.
0: Vaporwave is like, it's like lo-fi hip hop beats, you know? Okay. This is like my favorite corner of YouTube, but people will make um, what are called vaporwave mixes, which is basically like synthy instrumentals. Not all that different, honestly, from our friends Krungbin. Cynthia Instrumentals and a lot of them will have some kind of nostalgic component. So they'll sound kind of analog or they'll pull clips from like 90s movies, like little quotes here and now and they'll drop them in. That's like my favorite corner of the internet. I just found a really great vaporwave mix and I'm I'm very picky about them. Love. It's great.
1: Can I talk about Adam Driver now? Yes. Can Can we we talk about the vein? Can we talk about the vein? Can we talk about the centaur? Can we talk about... I don't know what to say. It's just really like, there's a lot going on on the internet right now that is like, or just like in the pop culture sphere that is like making my brain insane. God, like yes. like Adam Driver as the centaur. Like I, I can't stop thinking about White Lotus. Like I'm just having a great time on Twitter right now. I could spend a whole day on Twitter right now. Yes. And just feel really, really fulfilled by my life. The Jennifer Coolidge extended universe is something I'm interested in. <laughs> I mean, she's like, genius is she like do we think she's like that in real life like do we think that that's like her is she typecasted as that so I think
0: people thought that for some time but in the interviews she's done that I've read I I really think in the last several years it's been made like unequivocally known that she is in on every joke she really is just a no yeah she loves it yeah yeah right totally so I don't think
1: she like I don't think she's like right plays like the dumb like You know what I mean? Rich lady.
0: But I do think that like that is like the, the person that we
1: see on screen is not too different. I think she is that fabulous. I love her so much. You know. Uh, whenever a new show comes out I go down an Instagram hole where I'm like on every single person's page and I love Lucas Gage and that video that he posted of him and the director a couple months ago where the director was like look at this kid's apartment I see the tv and it went viral and I was like this kid's about to have a career and I like scrolled through his page and he posted a photo of him and Jennifer Coolidge on a boat and I was like what a life Mm. what a life that's right Good things happen. Good things happen. Good things happen. All Christiana and I do is send memes mm-hmm. and videos of succession to each other. Correct. Guys, I I like I think it's going to be a, it doesn't it fall on your birthday? I think so. I think. It's coming out. Yeah, we don't know. Out.
0: It's going to say if there are several things coming out on my birthday, which is insane. So Dune, Dune and French Dispatch both come out on my birthday so as does Timothy Chalamet. <laughs>
1: so much Timothy Chalamet. What a treat. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Both of like Dune, I saw the trailer and I was, I think I watched it three times and it was a long trailer. I was like, okay, enough. Yeah, it, it was great. It's a full song length. Usually trailers yeah. are like two minutes, one well, maybe. It's no, like, it was like a four minute one. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: a long trailer and I couldn't be happier about it.
1: Oscar Isaacs makes me swoon. So it just, and like him as a dad, I'm like, yes. I Absolutely, dad.
0: I cannot speak of Oscar. <laughs> this is a, a podcast where, you know, some young people might be listening. <laughs>
1: I really hope that I get to grow up with my podcast audience. Yes. You know what I mean? I hope we all grow up together. Oh my gosh, Yeah. That'd be fun. Let, guys, let me know when we can start talk start talking inappropriately. We're yes. not going to like go call our daddy on you, but just let us know, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm doing this weekend?
0: What are you doing this weekend?
1: I'm going to Senespia. <gasps> oh my gosh, what are you seeing? The Wizard of Oz. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful.
1: Oh. I just saw Josie and the
0: Pussycats. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited! It's, it's a great week. It's a good time to be a fan as an lesbian. Like, it's a
1: great time. time. Like, I'm very, very excited. Um, I feel very excited to be doing things like that again. The yeah. other day, I had this like really crazy itch. I was sitting on my, just sitting on my phone, and I was kind of like thinking about things I want to do. And like again, I'm still, I grew up here, but I'm still kind of an L, a new LA person. Like, I haven't experienced it in almost a decade. Mm. So there's a bunch of things that like I get to do as an adult that I didn't get to do as a kid on my own. You know. So I'm like writing things down. I'm like, go to Marina Del Rey. Haha, <laughs> loser. Um, I'm like <laughs> I'm so
0: mean. <laughs> so mean to yourself, so
1: mean to the people of Marina Del Rey. <laughs> I wanna ride a sailboat. I never I've never been on a I've never been on a boat out here. Oh my god. I live on the coast. You gotta get on a sailboat or something. I wanna go to Catalina.
0: That's true. I
1: wanna go to Sanespia. Catalina rules. Catalina rules. Mm -hmm. Like I'm dying to do all that stuff. But it just made me really like excited because I was starting to make that list. And I was like, wow, like here we are getting to do this stuff again. But I also feel like I am like actively trying to get through this period of time with like as much grace as possible. Like when I was in New York, I went out to dinner with my friends. We went out and had a drink and they continued on to something. And I didn't really feel comfortable continuing on to that thing. And I was like, I love you guys. I'm going to go home. And I like walked home like walked through the city and I was just kind of marinating my thoughts. And I was like, I think usual me would have like a large amount of FOMO in this. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that right now. And I'm just kind of, I'm really trying to be like, how can I do this? Like at my comfort level where like, I never feel like I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to like feel like I have FOMO ever. Like I always want to do it in a way that like feels okay for me right now. And like, I don't wanna judge any, like I'm not gonna judge anybody for how they, like what what they're feeling if they don't wanna hang out. Like I'm not even gonna like be that person. And I don't know, I'm just like trying to find the balance in that as we like are figuring this out. Cause it's weird. I feel like we're in this like abyss with like no, there's like no land in sight. You know what I mean? Like I just Good don't feel like it. we have a clear thing.
0: Have you had that moment yet where you've had a hangout with like a hangout scheduled with one or more people and like last minute or the day before, one of you texts and is like, listen, I um, I love you so much. I'm just like, I'm just not feeling
1: it tomorrow. And then you both are like, me either. I'm so glad. Like, what's the meme that goes around? That's like, don't be afraid to cancel on me. I will happily stay in bed. Exactly. I
0: really feel like more people are comfortable now saying like, in, like, you know how in the past people were like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come out. I have a stomach ache.'" Like people are just like not gonna do that anymore. It seems like they're more going to
1: be forthcoming and just say like, I just don't feel like it. And that's fine. We're all good with it. We all understand that now. People always think the biggest thing that came out of 2020 was cancel culture. And I agree, except like (laughs) I think the cancel culture that really happened was people being okay with canceling plans.
0: (laughs) Canceled plans culture. That's right. That's right.
1: Like that's the way I feel.
0: I feel like people are just kind of getting more comfortable with, if not like outright ready to just, you know, put their fist in the air for like taking a day off, taking time
1: off. Like Simone Biles is a great example. Oh my God. I am like infuriated at the responses of that. Like I heard someone say yesterday, like, it's the damn Olympics. Like tell her to step it up. Like, how can you not? I'm like, insane. I'm like, oh my God, the first off, like something that I think that I always think about is how like when people become famous, that like they honestly become like a property of the world almost. Great point. And it freaks me out because it's like, mm-hmm. no, like this person owes you no nothing, response. Nothing. They owe you nothing. They know mm-hmm. you no explanation. That's right. And it's like, yes, she is there to represent in a way. But like, I also would rather have her represent this moment of like taking care of herself than like mm-hmm. another gold medal. Like, I don't care. 100 I'm good. Like you have enough, hun. Like you've done so much. And like, I also just, it was so amazing, I think, to see her bow out gracefully be like yes. I cannot do this I cannot perform my best I'm not gonna let my country down in that and I need to take care of myself but I'm still gonna show up for my team yes and she was there in her uniform in a mask ready to go cheering everybody on and I think that takes a massive amount of like courage to not be afraid she of like what people might think absolutely or that she is inferior because she like was because she decided to take care of herself so I'm just like hell yeah 100% agree. I feel like there was this
0: response to it. Like there was obviously the absolute like ding-dongs who who responded poorly, but there was this response from so many people that were like, good for her. And I really liked seeing that because yeah. it seems to me like reflective of the fact that everyone is like, it's good to take a break. Right. It's normal. It's healthy. What are we going to do? Have a gold medal Olympus, Olympian like about to just sprain their ankle for us? Yeah. Like, no. 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 Like
1: no. if you
0: know that either you don't have it going on in your head if you don't have it
1: going on in your body and you just need to take a break yeah take a break before you have to quit well someone was like someone I was talking to yesterday was like yeah but don't you think you can just like do the one performance like just go and do it anyways and I was like as an athlete like that's her career like one bad performance can falter her but then also probably send her down a worse spiral than she might already be in so it's like, no, take your space. Like, if you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. And there was something I retweeted yesterday that was so funny, where someone was like, people are out here saying like, if I was Simone Biles, I would dot dot da." And then, then like two spaces down, it was like, no, hun, you will never be. That's right. Like, you will never be like, once, like, no, not ever. She is the most decorated American gymnast. Like take several seats.
0: Yeah, yes. take several seats. Oh, God. Yeah, I really. I yeah. can't say enough good things about her.
1: Nope, me either. So moral of the story of both the getting back to life and Simone Biles, I think really like right now I am so focused on like just taking care of me and like the people closest to me and like doing exactly what I need to do to get my shit done. And it's a weird time. Like I actually can't decide if I need to be going right or left at all times. And like, wait, what is this? Like, where do I need to be right now? That part. I think just be easy on yourselves, guys. It's really rough. And like that for me has just been like the the greatest thing like taking that walk home on Friday night and being like I did the right thing for myself and I'm not gonna have FOMO about this and no one judges me and no one cares like I don't want to wake up tomorrow spiraling that I could have gotten sick it was just a good feeling and I felt like that's something that like I'm gonna continue to do like take care of you you know hell yeah yeah big hell yeah hell yeah to close out the show we have some really fucking exciting episodes coming up
0: Next nice week's episode
1: is my favorite episode I've ever done. It is with like an absolute hero of mine, someone that I love. We've actually said their name at some point in this podcast. Have fun fishing for that one. But it is so good. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, like, set you want me to send a cal invite? I'll send a cal invite. Um, alarms, all the things, because it's gonna be a good one. I'm grateful to Christiana for pushing me to do this today because it's Stop fun it. to just like talk and have fun. And it's obviously I really love interviewing every week, but I also love kind of getting to connect and just shoot the shit. And the shit has been shot. The shit has been shot. Yeah. Feels good. Thanks for being with me today. That was really fun. Send us feedback, guys. I love to hear your feedback on the solo episodes. And also please send us Adam Driver memes. Send us Adam Driver memes. That would be great. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've missed, I'm missing some of the funny ones. So just keep sending them. Also succession memes, please. Please. DM me succession memes. People know that the day it comes out it's a holiday for me, so um, keep gassing me up. (laughs) Okay, bye guys. (laughs) And now, because you guys made it to the end of the show, here's a special treat. We'll be right back after a quick break. With each passing year, especially this last one, I feel more and more like splurging a little on the finer things always ends up being worth it. A designer bag, a dream vacation, or fine wine with an amazing dinner. I wanted to share two wines in particular. Bodie, Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the Tubies. See you next week.